only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit Recorded live. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Gateway to Grace call. My name is Elizabeth Tobin. I'm a certified resonance repatterning practitioner. I am here with my husband, James Dempsey, who is a channel, a shamanic healer, a Reiki master. Hey, James. Hello. Hi, everybody. Welcome, welcome. Happy New Year. And to you, too. <laughs> yeah. We're going to be talking to the Council of Elohim. Um, I think what I'm going to do is, for the sound quality, just mute everybody for now, and we'll unmute as we go along if need be. So Mute all. I'm going to unmute James. Um, if you have a question, you can, raise, you can raise your hand with star eight. Star eight raises your hand. That tells us that uh, you have a question. Okay. So we're going to do something a little bit different tonight in that we're going to start with the resonance repatterning, and then we're going to get into the Ask the Council. And I see we got Drew from Sacramento. Hey, Drew, welcome. So um, we had uh, a, lot of, a lot of people who sent their questions to us. We did the pre-channeling before um, we got on the call just to see if we could distill it in in the interest of time. Um, but we thought we'd do the repatterning first just to make sure that we have time to do that. And I also think it'll, it'll help us because I know for myself sometimes when I'm in a place of uncertainty, looking for answers, asking questions, sometimes I'm not really receptive to the answer. So I think doing the repatterning first will help us to be open and receptive to the to the guidance that we get, and also um, part of the intention around the repatterning is to help us open to new possibilities. So yes, and the the, yes, the repatterning today ought to um, also uh, you know very often we do a modality at the beginning to get the group together, and we're still going to probably do that. But uh, the repatterning itself, doing it first for this particular New Year's, uh, you know, what are we going to do in the New Year type thing, um, getting us all together uh, through the, the actual repatterning itself is, is going to be sort of binding, mm-hmm. which is nice, you know, Um so in, you mean like in training us together to pulse together? In, in training us together, you know, we're all on the same call. wavelength. There are, uh, so many people, you know, sub, more than several people sent us sent us their big project or or their you know their questions for the council, and you know, it's a pretty wide spectrum of some of the stuff going on. So, uh, you know, the fact that you're here on this call. Uh, you know, we've, we've discussed the group dynamics before. The fact that you're here on this call, you stick around as long as you can because uh, 
lots of the answers the council gives uh, to other people, even if you don't even ask a question, lots of the answers that the council gives to other people are going to probably apply to many of you as well. Right, right. And, you know, the same thing with the repatterning. Um, definitely you'll... Well, that's almost always the case, but... Yeah, you'll find that there there's a nugget for you in here. So so let's move into the repatterning. And um, so we're going to start just through a little bit of centering and grounding. So just center within yourself, connect with your breath, breathing in and out through your nose as deeply as you can. And as you breathe in, breathe all the way down into your lower back. Fill up your belly like a balloon, expanding out at your ribs. Nice long exhale. Also, take your time. Take your time and look around in your mind's eye and, uh, as you're doing this. It sort of feel like you're connecting with the people uh, in the group as well. Mm. Go ahead, listeners. Just bring your attention into your heart center. And as you breathe in, take in that unconditional love that flows throughout the universe. And as you breathe out, send out that unconditional love that resides within you. And you can visualize we're all standing in a circle, breathing in the love, breathing out the love together. Okay, excellent. So I'm going to use the muscle checking to tap into the group energy field. And I just need your permission. If you would like to be included in the session, just I'm going to ask me, I have your permission to muscle check your field as part of the group field, and you can say yes. Yes. And if you're listening to the recording after the fact, you can set your intention to take part in the session right now as well. By saying yes. Yes. Okay. So let's just check what we need to do tonight in terms of starting our call here and to be open and receptive to answers that we receive on the call, insights that we receive in the days to come, and new possibilities that cross our path that we could recognize them and um, optimize them, make the most out of them. So as a group, it's best for us to have something from the repatterning process from orientation problems into opportunities, an intention for a new possibility. There's a specific repatterning we need to look at. Yes. Okay. So the best repatterning for us as a group at this time is something from A, something from B, something from C, something from D. We need something from part E, part F, something from part G. Yes. So what came up is a new vision. So this collection of repatternings works with the way that light enters our eyes. 
because um, the way that the light enters our eyes has a direct effect on how we feel. The light enters the eyes. That light, those photons, stimulate the optic nerve, which then stimulate the brain and the nervous system. And depending on how that light is entering, whether you get in the full spectrum of sunlight or whether there are certain visual fields in your field of vision that are not optimized to receive light, certain parts of your brain may not be getting stimulated and activated, and that can trigger um, different emotions. It can also impact the way that your muscles move and how you move through the world. So there are a number of different options here, so I'm just going to check to see. In terms of this um, repatterning, we need something from part A. It's something from part B, something from part C. It's number one, number two. So we're going to do the endorphin stress repatterning. So let me go to that repatterning here, see what we need to look at from this. And there's anything that we need to hear from the introduction to this repatterning. Yes. Okay. So let's see what we need here. So we need something from here. Here. I'm just muscle checking through to see what the relevant part is. Something from this section. Something from this section. Yeah. So this is talking about how endorphins enable us to respond to our changing environment in a positive, life-sustaining way. And I think the key word is there, our changing environment, right? Because life is a series of change. When we have a good supply of endorphins, we receive we perceive change as an exciting challenge rather than as a problem to be fixed and removed. This challenge attitude supports our desire to explore and interact with our environment, which in turn produces more endorphins. And then it goes on to say that when rats were given a challenging environment of constant positive change, they were active, exploring, healthy, youthful, energetic, and surprisingly long-lived. However, it seems that when there's an excess of negative change or when we perceive change as a negative, then um, it depletes our supply of endorphins and we experience pain, anxiety, stress, or depression. So let's see, there's anything more that we need to hear from the introduction? No. Okay. So change does not necessarily have to be a stressful process. It can actually be quite exciting and energizing. And I think that's perfect for what we're um, talking about tonight is, you know, how the change of the new year, what are the big projects people are working on, Let's make the projects fun and produce endorphins rather than stressful. Overwhelm and stress. Right. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Indeed. Okay. So let's see. Um, there's something that we need to look at from Part A, something from Part B. So this is the stress response um, being used to activate 
pleasurable endorphins or bring relief from pain. Okay, so there's something from this section, yeah. So it's something from, um, so this is the sympathetic nervous system endorphin excess response. So that's like you go into overwork or overactivity when, when you're, you're getting all hyped up and you can't settle down. That's the sympathetic nervous system. So it's something here from 1 through 5, 6 through 10, 11 through 15, number 11, number 12, number 13. And it's the first, it's the second. So what's coming up is I run beyond my limits. So this is a general check. So repeat after me. Say, I run beyond my limits. I run beyond my limits. Yeah, and that's on. Reminds me of that song, Running on Empty, right? So knowing our limits is good because that's actually one of the questions that we got um, that we're going to get to. Um, well, one of the other interesting things is uh, the way the council's been describing the year it's like you know work while you can but when you get to the end of, of your tether to, to relax and, and accept that right you know, the, 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 this this year is going to be challenging because there's going to be a lot of places where you should probably actually stop and, uh, and sort of uh, just sort of hold yourself in place rather than trying and move forward during you know, this is a this is a big pick your spot here. Yeah, and we'll talk about that too. Talk about that a little bit later. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so then there's something from the next section. This is the the parasympathetic nervous system um, endorphin excess response. So, parasympathetic nervous system. This is the um, this is the relaxation and bonding response. So it's something from 1 through 10, 11 through 15, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. And there's a couple of, it's number 1, 2, both of them. Okay, so general check. Say, I need to be in a relationship in order to be happy and relaxed. I need to be in a relationship in order to be happy and relaxed. I'm going to check that umbilically. Yeah, we're resonating with that on a core level. Okay, so... For those of you who are not in relationship, think about whether that's a big stressor on you or whether it takes a lot of your time and attention thinking about lack of relationship when there are other things that you could be doing in your life that might bring you happiness and fulfillment. And for those of us in relationship, very interesting. And it doesn't necessarily mean it's it's a partner relationship. It could be like some other relationship, you know, a relationship with um, 
who knows, your contractors, your employer, your employees, your your friends. So let's see, there's something that's needed from this next section that we need to look at. Something from this section is needed. Something from D, E, F, G. Okay, so this is looking at the eye muscle tension or flaccidity involved with this excess um, endorphin responses that we've identified here. So um, this is like I was talking about the way that the light enters the eyes. Um, so if there's too much tension in the eye muscles or conversely too much flaccidity in the eye muscles, that can affect the way light um, comes into your eyes. So there's something from, let's see, A, something from B, something from C. So this is the um, the six extrinsic eye muscles which control the shape of the eyeball and how light enters the eye and falls on the retina. So there's a specific muscle we need to focus on. It's number one, two, three, four, five. So it's the lateral rectus. So we're getting we're getting pretty specific here and a little bit um, esoteric. You can get esoteric with biology. I don't know. So the, the lateral rectus attaches to the side of the eyeball. So this is um, flaccidity. It's tension. Okay, so there's tension. And it's in both eyes. No, it's the right eye. Yes. The right eye. So this is a general check, say, tension in the lateral rectus of my right eye. Tension in the lateral rectus of my right eye. Yeah, and that's on. Okay. And now we're going to go to the balanced activation of the sympathetic nervous system and the parasympathetic nervous system endorphins. So the sympathetic, the balanced sympathetic endorphin response is something from one through five. It's number one, two, three. And this is a general check. Say I actively interact with my environment. I actively act, interact with my environment. Yeah, we're not resonating with that. So think about like where where do you check out? Where do you withdraw or do you isolate? And then the um the parasympathetic parasympathetic nervous system, say that five times fast. This is the relaxation response. So it's something from number one, number two, number three. And it's number one, number two, number three. This is a general check. 
say, I enjoy being nurtured by my friends and intimates. I enjoy being nurtured by my friends and intimates. Yeah, and that's off right now. So sometimes even when support and nurturing is offered or is present, if we're not resonating with it, we don't experience it. We're not able to recognize it and receive it. So this would be nice to switch that one on. Okay, so there's a missing color wavelength that we need to work with. Um, There's a vision modality that we need, yes. So we're going to go to the modalities here. So this is when we're going to make an input of energy into the group field to shift these patterns. So the modality that's needed is from this index. It's something from A, something from B. It's number one, number two. So let's see here. It's one through five. It's number one. Oh, ball games. Oh, this is interesting. I wonder how we're going to be doing this one. This is like... Throwing the ball. (laughs) Let's see here. Dropping the ball. No, sir. Okay. So let's see what's needed here. It's something from A through E, something from F. So bounce a ball while walking around. This is interesting because the kid across the street plays basketball at all hours of the day and sometimes night. He's like what? 11 years old, and he's got this basketball hoop, and he's always bouncing the ball. He's going to be a star. He's really, really, really impressive, his diligence. So bounce the ball with your right hand, with your left hand, while walking around. Oh, I'm just looking around my office. Do we even have one? Do we have a ball? Hmm. Oh, how are we going to do this? Everyone's going to visualize this. Just close your eyes. Visualize yourself with the ball. It's going to have to suffice. Mm. And actually, if you can't get up and walk around, that's okay. Visualize yourself walking around, but make the uh, make the motion with your right hand as if you're doing it. With your left hand. With your left hand. Yeah. As if you're doing it. Yeah, while walking around. That feels better. Yeah, if you can get up and do it, do it. And actually, if you can't, that's okay because I'm going to do it for you. Bouncing the ball while walking. How coordinated is that? And that's complete. Okay. That felt good, actually. Yeah. You never know where these repatternings are going to take you. All right. So we'll let that integrate for a moment. Okay. And have a little sip of water. 
There's another modality that we need at this time. Yes, it's something from this index, something from this index. And it's something here from A, something from B, C, D. More movement is needed. Something from 1 through 5, 6 through 10, 11 through 15, 16 to 20, 16. Oh, the power of rhythm. So we need to do a rumba. We need to do a waltz rhythm. So the waltz rhythm is a one, two, three rhythm, and it connects you to your heart. Let's see here. The waltz rhythm. It's about opening the heart. One, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three. So walk, walk, feet together. So the emphasis is on the second step or beat, the one, two, three, one, two, three. So let us get up and do that. And again, if you can't do it with you, um, if you can't do it where you are there, I'll do it for you by proxy. So enjoy opening your heart and feeling the rhythm of this beautiful step. One, two, three, one, two, three, one, two. One, two, three. And as I'm doing this, I'm imagining, you know that scene in The King and I, shall we dance? Dun, 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 dun. And they dance all over the place. It looks like a lot of fun. And this is complete, yes. Okay, so that's complete. Ah, so we'll let that settle in. Wow, this is one of the, um, I don't know, strange, weird, what's the word? <laughs> different sessions with these different modalities. Yeah, they're interesting. You know, usually it's like put a tuning fork on an acupuncture point. <laughs> However, we're talking about new possibilities, right? And being open and receptive to change. Well, it's interesting that both of the modalities had rhythm. And uh, one of the challenges of this coming year is to find the the right rhythm for yourself. So, And we're right. going to get into that in a little bit. So, Yes. Yes. Both okay. of those modalities were about rhythm. Right. Right. All right. So this is complete. Yes. Okay. So um, there's another modality we need? No. So it's best to go back and recheck the statements. Yes. Okay. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. Say, I run beyond my limits. I run beyond my limits. Yeah, that is not on. That is off. 
because that has shifted. Nice. Okay. Say, I need to be in a relationship in order to be happy and relaxed. I need to be in a relationship in order to be happy and relaxed. Yeah, and that is off. So we can be happy and relaxed in relationship or out of relationship. And then say, tension in the lateral rectus of my right eye. Tension in the lateral rectus of my right eye. That is off. Good. Yawn. Nice shift. All right. Say, actively interact with my environment. I actively interact with my environment. That is nice and strong. Awesome. Good. And say, I enjoy being nurtured by my friends and intimates. I enjoy being nurtured by my friends and intimates. Good. That is on. Nice. Good. So everything has shifted. Whoa. Yeah, it did. Yeah. Okay. So there's anything more that we need from this session? No, the session is complete. Excellent. Nice. I'm feeling a lot of relief, actually. Yeah. So um, Liz and I spent several hours over the last couple of days uh, going through people's emails and sort of pre-channeling for this call with the council um, and, you know, discussing each person who actually sent us an email discussing their issues. So one of the interesting things that sometimes happen uh, when I make an arrangement with a client to do some work on them sometime in the future, uh, it, sometimes I actually in my uh, sort of dream state or uh, uh, daydream type state, actually get sort of visual, um, like I can actually see a schematic or a hologram of their energy system. And that happened several times with several of the people that sent us emails. Uh, I actually saw... uh, saw pictures and holograms of their light body and uh, noticed some of the places where there might be blockages. This did not happen with everybody, and it does not happen with everybody I deal with, but it does happen enough. And so I wanted to say uh, that, you know, when we get to those particular people, we're going to discuss that a tiny bit. Um the guide we have been dealing with over the last couple of days, the entire council was standing by, and sometimes different guides put their two cents in. But the the guide we're going to be dealing with is called Une Aries, and um, we were, you know, this is a guy we don't deal with that much, and we were wondering why it was, and we're going to call it him. Uh, so why why was it him? So. Uh, Turns out that um, this particular guide um, acted the 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 nearest the nearest uh, perfection 
on this planet that the God acted as was, was as a banker. And one thing is, if you're an upper-level banker, you have to sort of be able to uh, look into the future a little bit for trends. So this particular guy, Uneiris, is going to help uh, look at trends. Okay? All right, excellent. So, so I am going to try to moderate this very tightly in the interest of time. Um, so when we call on you, uh, just if you could keep your questions concise, and I will try to do the same. Um, I may mute you during your turn. Um, please don't take it personally. It's just that I want to make sure that we get to as many people as we can in the time allotted. Um, and uh, also, please note that this call, we usually try to keep it to an hour, and the chances of this call staying at an hour are, are actually kind of small. We're, we're probably going to go over a little bit. Right. Especially right. if you know, we're going to deal with everyone who sent us an email first, but if there are any other um, if there are any other people with questions, we're going to deal with them as well. One thing I'd like you to do in in the interest of housekeeping is uh, if you sent us an email, would you please raise your hand because we want to know how many that we're going to be dealing with. So if you have sent us an email and you're on this call live, please raise your hand. Press star 8. And so I know that um, Morningstar is in the chat room. So one, two, one, two, three, four. Okay, good. So we have four of the six on the call. Understood. Okay. Um, very good. Okay, good. So, All right. Um, are you ready, Liz? Um, no. All right. Do, do, do more housekeeping? I just need to unraise all the hands. Um, Understood. So maybe press star eight again. See if that'll unraise your hand. Nope. Maybe you should unmute them. That will unraise their hand, and then you can mute them again. All right. That's what I'm going to do. Very good. Okay. So let's start here. Um, now I'm ready. Hello. Hi. Who is this? The Uneiris and the, the council are standing by as well. Excellent. Thank you for coming. So Welcome, um, everybody. We're going we're gonna to take Morningstar's um, issue first, and I'm just going to read her her email, she says, thank you for this opportunity. She says, I'm 74 years old and have been receiving messages all of my life. Writing a book from the perspective of a simple woman, mystic healer and teacher, leading an ordinary life while having extraordinary experiences has felt like a calling for several years. And now the words seem to be coming in small bursts. My questions revolve around the book and finishing the online offerings of Keys to Happiness. Am I supposed to complete these tasks? 
And so yes. this is, yes, right. This is what we talked about was um, um, you, Uneiris, and James had mentioned that Morning Star, your light body, actually felt really bright as I was reading that email out loud. And um, yes. And the biggest so, question is why all the doubt? Why all the doubt? Yes. Uh, so perhaps you could uh, unmute Morningstar and we could discuss this for a minute or so. Okay. And I think Morningstar, you are actually um, in the chat room. If you in are. The chat. If you are um, on the line, press star eight. If you're in the chat room, um, just say yes. Say yes. Oh, here she is, New York. Hey there, who's this? Hello? Yeah, this is Bettina. Am I, was I supposed to say that I'm... Oh, hi, Bettina. Hi, I get to you. Hold on. When it's okay. your turn, Bettina, we shall announce you, yeah. yes? Okay. So I don't know where... Oh, here's guest three. Sorry there. Morning star. Is this you? Oh, good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. All right, Morning Star is So why all the doubt? The doubt partly comes from the programming of a very young, working with getting these messages all my life and only in my last years being able to really acknowledge it and live with it and just have it be not hidden. So the part of my mind that keeps saying, is it real? When when we were, the three of us, uh, or the council and Liz and James, when... When we were reading your email, I was getting a very uh I didn't a very what a very good signal ah that uh you found this uh, joyous yes yes the and, and that's a very good sign uh you're keeping good records of your uh, channeling, so to speak? Not really. I just do it when people ask. I just answer and it stays. It comes through. I don't write anything down mostly. Well, but you're planning to write a book, yes? The book I thought was that each of the stories is so charming and so sweet and so unusual that I felt like they would inspire other people who probably have similar stories. In fact, I thought it that might was, be a book of everybody's correct, stories. But, but you're not writing them down? Not yet. Begin. Okay. You're, you're, uh, the details of channelings or these stories are going to be, uh, they go away quite quickly. Yes. So, so you're, this, this has been our advice for several years on this, on these teleconferences, is uh, to to begin with a journal. So buy a buy a brand new journal for this, and begin okay. to and, and, and make it a nice one. Don't uh, it doesn't have to be really expensive. Go to a go to a, a 
you know, a store, but buy a bound journal. It okay. doesn't have to be very expensive, but it, it needs to be more like a book than a notebook, yes? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And begin, when, when these stories come through, uh, you said you're 74? Yes. And uh, are you... Uh, do you have a uh, a profession that demands a lot of your time at present? I just do healing and teaching and hang out. Understood. So, um, so when these stories come through, the you have the ability to perhaps stop what you're doing and write them down. Yes, I'm a little lazy. Uh, We're a lot this lazy. Is, this. But but you are excited to have these you are excited to have these uh stories come through. Yeah. We could tell by the brightness of your light body as we were reading through your uh, questions. So take that excitement and turn it into a little bit of discipline. Okay. Mm. And please let Liz and James know uh over the next several weeks, how are you doing with that? Okay. Great. Do you have one more question? Well, I've, I've been playing with this. Um, actually, I've prepared all of the pieces for a, a little website that would offer 10 tips for happiness. Yes. And it seems to just sort of sit in the almost complete place. And it takes technical skills that I don't have to get it all the way there, and I get a little help and we get a little closer, but it still kind of stays in almost done. And I'm not sure how to jump into done. Your tips are written, though. It's just a question of getting it online, yes? It's all in something called MailChimp. Understood. So it's the last, it's whatever the last piece is so that when people get it, it actually works for them. That's the part I haven't been skilled enough on my own to put together. And I thought maybe that was that I'm just not supposed to be doing it. Uh, but you do healings on, on folks. Pardon? You do healings on people. Yes. Trade a healing with a techno geek ah. for, them to, for them to do this. Okay. You, have, you, you must have a list if you're on MailChimp, yes? I do. So part of what I haven't known how to do is to get my actual email list into Mailchimp. It's all kind of complicated. Do you know any people who do this type of stuff off the top of your head? A couple, yeah. Start with a small list of who they are and offer them a trade. Okay. And if if you already have a relationship with them. And everybody else on this call listen to because this is probably this is probably an answer to every query we've gotten. Uh, begin to start using your network. Begin to start calling in favors. Ah, okay. So someone ought to be able to, in a technical sense, help you. And you probably already know this person, and they probably owe you. And if they don't. Give them something to owe you for, such as a session. Say, I'd like to trade a session or two with my work for your services. Okay. Probably something you've never considered before to, 
to, to go well, at it. It crossed my mind, but finding out, just figuring out who they are and then just from what you said, getting a message about how to figure out who they are came through. So, yes. That's good. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Thank you. I I think that's a great project. I love that um, that concept of just a simple woman, mystic healer, ordinary life, having extraordinary experiences. Wonderful. Wonderful. Awesome. Yeah. Good luck. And also Morningstar, I mean, old conditioning, you're in the right place with the repatterning, right? We could do some sessions around that and you'd be like free as a bird to go. So now we're going to go to Marissa. Um, So Marissa says, I want a change in my life career-wise, location-wise, and to forgive this thing that literally keeps invading my mind and I want it gone. Um, So this was the one, James, where you had... I got a very good... I got a... This is James, and Una Aries is right here, but this is James. I got a very good picture, Marissa, of your light body and what the issues are. And, um, yes... Do you want um, me to get Marissa on the line? Do you want to raise yes. your hand, Marissa? And But continue on. Go ahead, James. Um, so press, sorry, press star eight, Marissa, to raise your hand. Or if you're in the chat box, say, yes, I'm here. Go ahead, James. Through, uh, when we were going through your uh, email, there was kind of a lot going on, really. Um, And the order of, uh, you spoke of having some issues with an ex, and then you spoke of, what Liz were the uh, two um, the two other things that uh, two other projects? A change in career and um, wants to move too. Both of those need to be um, finding. Both of those are. are are not going to happen easily until you deal with the first issue, which is the uh, uh, the heart and the, the 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 thing that you're talking about. That thing you were talking about, I saw it uh, when we were connected through the guide. Uh, so uh, I don't know how much you want to talk about that on this call. Maybe we should take it off the call. Uh, does that make sense? Okay. Um, Marissa, I, press star eight. Um, so I just, without um, saying too much, so what you saw was there was like something in the heart, the throat, and the shield chakra, which makes a triangle. and From your left shoulder to your throat chakra, down to your heart chakra, and back up to your left shoulder. 
was like a triangle of blockage. That, shall we say? Right. That you could that needs remove. To be, that needs to be energetically removed um, with your permission. Uh, as probably as part of an energy healing session. Right, and it's um. God it's, damn it! I thought this was gonna be about teleconferences, not this pyramid bullshit. Whoa, who's that? Where is that coming from? You all right there, James? I was wondering where that's coming from. Yeah. Whoo. All right. I guess we're gonna move on. I don't see anybody else unmuted. Interesting. Okay. So we're going to move on to the next guest? Yes. Understood. Yes. So, yeah, I think that you've um, basically said she's got to deal with the, with the energetic blocks before she can move forward with the career and the moving. If she deals with the energetic box, the the career and the moving are going to have a lot more freedom to. Uh, she'll have a lot more freedom to access the inputs. Right now, the, these blockages are keeping the uh, keeping the other stuff from uh, being able to be fully assimilated. The information. Right. And that's that's the case that. That's the case with throat and heart stuff. When when that there are uh, when there are energetic blockages in the throat and the heart, uh, that will keep you from being able to understand uh, the other signals that the universe is giving you. Right. Okay. All right. We will move on. So. Very good. Um, So this is um this is Bella. So Bella, Hello, are, Bella. You, are you on the call, Bella? If you uh press star 8. To raise your hand if you're in the chat room just um type in let us know. Bella, press star Bella was eight. on the call earlier, yes? Right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, let's get started, and we'll see. Um, so Bella says, um, she'd like to get her online business going and open a healing center by this year. And she says, I'm not really sure where to begin or if this is in alignment for this year. She, um, I would also like guidance on an unspoken health issue and how I can get the allopathic doctors I've been trying to work with to work together as a team to come up with the proper diagnosis so that we can get to the bottom of the issue at hand and find the answers to what's going on. Um, so for this one... Obviously, the health issue needs to be addressed um, because that's going to be the foundation of moving forward with any of your business. And 
Una Aries, did you want to talk about um, this? You had mentioned that to make sure she's receiving alternative um, energy healing treatments for symptoms. Yes, our uh, our feeling was that perhaps you're not getting enough alternative work done. Yes, concentrating on your Western medicine that's that's important, but uh, augmenting it with uh, with some types of Eastern medicine is also very important. One thing that we felt while discussing uh, your email was that it it was possible that you are not getting enough enough alternative work done on yourself. We find that is often the case with healers themselves is that they work on themselves daily, and yet having someone else do some work on you uh, and this is where that trade we talked about the trade in the last uh, in, in one of our other calls we talked about trading services uh, so many healers because they're versed in certain modalities really like to do that work on themselves and we find that yes that's uh, very good to do, although it, it, it tails off in its effectiveness over time without some input from an outside source. That Does seems, this make sense? That seems to go back to what we switched on. I enjoy being nurtured, you know, receiving from others. Yes. Right, and then so that there's that piece of it, and then the other part was about whether to um, focus on the online business or focus on the healing center. Did you want to talk about that, or do you want me to just um, read the notes, Uni Aries? Read the notes first, and then okay. we'll cover anything else. Uh... So what? Um, what we came up with was that because you already have a website, you already have an online presence, the um, the online business is pretty much set. So put your time and attention into growing that, and that will give you um, – it'll give you resources, resources to fund the healing center. Um, but also you want to be – careful this year because you're dealing with the health issue and taking on two business tasks might be too much. So deal with the one that's already further along, which is the online business. That that online business may uh, may not take as much effort to, to begin to optimize it as it would building a, a healer center from scratch. Right. But you also had another idea about networking, Liz, yes? Yes, I did. Um, so um, also, if you feel like you really do want to get out into the community and do in-person kind of things that you would do at a healing center, you could be a guest presenter at other healing centers. Um, so you could book yourself into other healing centers, and that would help to give you the local exposure, and um, that would 
also help to feed your online practice as well. And if you are getting out in your holistic community, um, doing guest presentations of your work, it's also an opportunity to network with people to find that chief allopathic doctor you're looking for. Mm, right. That's right. Okay. Very good. So, um, let us move on. We've got um, Leanne. Now, I know Leanne is on the call, <laughs> but let me see if I can find her in the queue. No, she's not. She's not in the queue anymore. Okay. So, Leanne, um, if you are on the call, you can press star 8. That will raise your hand. If you are in the chat room, just um, type in, yes, I'm here. Let us know. So, Leanne, oh, here we go. Okay. So, Leanne is here. Good. So, for Leanne, she asks, is this a good time to move from my family home, and are there any perimeters I should follow? So what we came up with is, yes, if you want to move, this is a very good time. You could focus on downsizing your possessions. Um, and if you don't know where you ultimately want to land, right, where you want to live, find a rental in the town or area where you are now. Or if you have a general idea of where you want to live, find a rental in that town, and that puts you in the the um, the market to find the house in that area. If you don't know where you want to live, find a rental in the town that you're in and the correct square footage so that you can test out the downsizing. So it's a four-step process. Rent a house of the approximate square footage that you want to live in. If you know the area you want to live in, rent in that area. If you don't, know the area, then just look for a, a rental in the town where you are now, knowing that it's just going to be temporary. But once you're moved into your rental, then you can focus on selling the the home. Okay? So I'm going to, um, Una Aries, I'm going to open yes. up a line here. I don't know if you have any questions for Leanne. Leanne, you there? Yeah. Hi. So, um, yeah, go ahead. Any questions? Well, because I don't know where I'm supposed to want to ultimately be. Um, I guess it's I have a place I can go back to um, that's north of Boston, and now I'm south of Boston. If I do that, is that confusing me? It, it seems... Uh, as Liz and James and the council went through your email that you're overwhelmed with all of the things at once. So taking it step by step by step, you would only have to concentrate on each step. Yes? Right. So the idea that you don't know where you want to move to yet, then move to move within the town 
or in the area that you live in into a place that would be approximately the size that you're thinking of downsizing to. Once you're there and and you're putting your old house on the market, you'll have a better idea of what type of remuneration you expect for the house that you're in now. Then you will have a better idea of where you could go with that, uh, with that amount of money. Right. Uh, otherwise, now there's too many variables. Does this make sense? Yes and no. The one thing that I'm not sure I'm clear on is: Are you saying move before you sell? Why not? Um, Financially. Rent. We're talking rent. Well, I would rent after I would sell the family home. And I thought I was hearing rent before you sell. So I just want to clarify. So it sounds like the issue is that to the the rent is meeting the rent. She can stay where she is now because she doesn't have to pay rent. But if she was to to move before she sold, she's concerned about the finances of paying the rent. Is that right? Right. Correct. I think the idea of renting since. You know, you don't want to jump into anything until you're clear financially and clear where you want to be. Does make sense, and the square footage, as you said. But preparing where I am while I'm here financially makes sense. Maybe it's a little difficult energetically. The the key to this process is to take it step by step by step by step and not be overwhelmed and consumed with overwhelmed and consumed with stuff that is currently beyond your control. So your job, what is within your ability to do now? Divest some of your um, furniture, for example. Yes? Right. Worry about that. That's, that is within your control. All the other stuff. Not important until you've divested to where, to where you have enough things to move to where you want to go. So divest... Put your house on the market, sell it, move. No, knowing that the first place you move might not be the final destination. That ought to be okay. Well, accepting that. Mm-hmm. Accepting that the your first move out of where you're living now might not be the final destination. How right. can you move? How can you move if you don't know where you want to go? Right. Plus How can you do that? 
you can't. And plus, the timing is difficult to do it all together. Step right. by step by step. What's the one thing under your control right now? Your ability to divest. Yes? Yes. What, what would the next step be once you're divested? What would that be? Um, well, maybe painting or what you need to do to clean it up. Excellent. What would the step after that be? Possibly staging. So you know the steps. You know you have a very good idea of the steps involved, yes? Um, sounds like it when I talk to you. <laughs> you certainly know the first three steps that are involved, and you can't move till you've done them, yes? Right. And and you can't paint until you've divested, yes? Right. You worrying about painting and staging right now is not in your best interests, yes? Yes. Because you can't do either of them now. Right. Our feeling right now, feeling your system, is that all of those things are bouncing around inside of your head. Correct. And you're thinking about all of them, and you can't concentrate on any of them. Is this correct? Yes. One at a time. What What do you have control over? What can you do now? You can divest. Painting? Don't think about painting. You're not ready for painting. You're not ready to think about painting. You're not ready to think about staging, although on a minor level, perhaps. Some of the, some of the, your your main concern is of your furniture. If you're to move into a smaller place, what what do you intend to keep? And the minute you know what you intend to divest of, begin to do that. Okay. Once this glacier begins to move a little bit, it will start to move. Once it leaves a standstill, it will begin to move slower, slowly, and then and then more quickly. But you can't go on. You can't go. You can't paint until you have room to paint. Correct. Don't think about those other five hundred other things. Think about what has to be done first. Do that, then move on. Great. Good. Awesome. Good. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. Okay. All right. So moving on here, we have um, Bettina. Okay, Bettina, now it's time to raise your hand. <laughs> okay. Bettina says she's interested in moving her acting career to the next level of success this year. So, Bettina, hold on a sec. Let me get here. And, uh, here we go. Oh, hello. hello. Hello, Bettina. Hi. Yeah, so I just feel like there's massive amounts of obstacles for me, and I just, you know, really wonder if I should continue to 
pursue this, which I think I should, or it's time to kind of let it go and just do something else. You're passionate about doing it? Oh, yes. Uh, What level are you at now? I work mostly as an actress. I do independent film and television. Uh, I also have other jobs. I work as a balloon twister, a face painter, things like that. But really, I want to be able to work in TV and film, like like more major projects. And basically, I want to be able to support myself and my family by doing that kind of work. And it's just, I've just been finding it so difficult. There's so many obstacles to get to that next thing where I'm just really supporting myself and and being in a, just a slightly, like like the next jump up to me seems like it would make all the difference in the world. Are these obstacles removable one at a time? I don't know. I mean, I mean, one thing is my husband is sick, so I don't know what path that's going to lead, if that's going to be healed soon, or if that's like going down like a really long, difficult path. There's another obstacle, which is kind of hard to explain, but a couple of years ago I got sued, and which prevented, and because of that lawsuit that came uh, to me, it made uh, getting to the next level of my career very difficult. I've been almost like blacklisted in a certain way, so that made it like even extra harder to get uh, representation and get, uh, you know, to get people to send me out on auditions because the system that most act agents use, I'm not allowed to be on it. So, like, I don't know what to do about that. I have to work extra harder than anybody else, and it's been very difficult. I, You know, and I don't know. There were choices. I could try to sneak on the system, but I think that that could get me in a lot of trouble, and I don't think that's the best idea. I can beg someone to put me back on. I don't think any of these things are going to work, really, so... I don't really know what to do, but it just feels I'm like frustrated all the time, pissed off all the time. Like I just like, you know, feel very blocked in terms of like how am I gonna move ahead when I have this like huge problem? And I uh, just, you know, I'm just asking. Sounds like some of these blockages could be removed with uh, energy work uh, of the type that uh, Liz does. Okay. I mean, it's not like I haven't been doing energy healing. I've been doing lots and lots of it for like three years now, or more. I mean, I, you know, my whole when life. Was the most, and how have you how have you been doing this? You've been doing it on yourself. No, I work with someone who does similar stuff to what Liz does. I think I've even worked with Liz occasionally too. But you know, weekly like healing, kinesiology, vortex, like you know, weekly. Healing. Or yeah, or every other week, tons and tons of energy. And you, and you don't feel like you're making any progress. Well, I am. I wouldn't say that. I'm just not where I want to be. It's not like I haven't made progress. I was, you know, three years ago, I was pretty unhappy and very depressed, and I really could hardly function. I was so upset. So no, I'm much happier or in a better place, but I'm not where I want career-wise. And I, I mean, and I've got tons of acting roles and. Some are on Netflix and some are being screened and, you know, some are just got cast in. So I've got tons and tons of projects, but I'm not in, like, the mainstream, like, auditioning for TV and film where I want to be. I mean, maybe it's more energy work and healing, but it just seems like 
I mean, how much of that do you do before you just are like, why am I not still in the place I want to be? It just seems a little frustrating. Um, this is James. Um, have, have you gotten any cranial sacral done? Like physical cranial sacral? Not have something do cranial sacral on you. Okay. I don't know. Is, 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 is that's kind of blinking right now in terms of like, okay, you're getting all this energy work done on yourself. You know, what haven't you done? It yeah. seems to me you need a new modality. That, okay. Uh, Okay. Seems to me you need another modality. Okay. Like a different, something different. Okay. Um, this Zune Aries, uh, this blacklist you discuss. Yeah. Uh, have you discussed this with any uh, legal? person. Yeah, or, I had a lawyer, yeah, and he didn't really... Uh, was an, an entertainment lawyer? Uh-huh. I had a lawyer. And, and an agent? I mean, I have agents, but there's nothing they can do unless I get put back on the system. Nothing they can do. I have to be... Like is, my, is my, pro, my any... profile, it's, if you don't, it's a very complicated like thing that's very specific to the acting business, but like if you're an actress and your profile is not allowed to be in this particular system, it's what the main system that agents use to get actors auditions. Like it's it's next next to impossible to get called in on a regular basis for TV and film. And how much work? How is it possible to get put back in the system? I really don't know. The guy who owns the system is the guy who sued me. So this guy hates me. He's not going to put me on the system. That's a, you know, I don't, I don't know what to do really, you know. Other than pray. Like, I, I really don't know what to do. So it sounds like... We'll- it sounds like you're you're you are able to get roles. I'm getting tons of roles. I'm just not getting the roles in the arena, right? That I it's, want to make me feel like yes, I'm a big success, or at least I'm in the I'm in the game with the other professional actors. So you're able to get these roles on Netflix, and I had one role that you know, and I that I shot like a year ago, and that. It was a tiny role, and that particular film is currently streaming on Netflix. Yes, I have mm-hmm. another role that right. is currently... It was a big scene of getting tons of great reviews, and it's streaming on Amazon. But what I'm saying is, like, I want to be in, like, the big game. I want to be auditioning every week for Blue Bloods, Orange is the New Black, you know, all the major TV and film things on a regular basis like other actors do, you know, so not just, I mean, I've done tons of stuff on my own, like constantly working, but it's not the arena that I really 
feel like I want to be doing. So this is So is there is there a way that you can use the context that you are developing outside of this um this system that you've been blacklisted out of? I mean, I have, a, I, have a, I do have contacts and I'm you know, I'm in touch with them as often as I can. I'm on Facebook and Facebook groups and mm-hmm. I'm doing everything I can physically think of or that I have the energy for, like doing everything I can, like, think of. Have you thought about um, creating your own role? I mean, there are a lot of people on YouTube that... um, I don't even have time due to the fact that I'm constantly filming something, but, like, I'm I'm out there. Like, my mm -hmm. work is out there. It's not like I need to find a way to act or get a role or... And it's not that I'm opposed to that, It's but that's not... Right, but if you're, it sounds like you're unhappy with the level of exposure you're getting and recognition that you're getting. I'm unhappy with the amount of auditions for major projects that I'm getting. Right, so major projects. So maybe one way to translate and transcend this this um, barrier is to bypass it by developing your own project, putting it on YouTube. And then that gives you the exposure that you're looking for that can then catapult well, you mean, above the lower roles. I'm in tons of projects roles. that have various levels of exposure. That particular avenue won't give me any more exposure than what I already mm-hmm. have. I mean, I'm okay. Uh, you know what I mean? So, I'm on. I'm as I said, I'm on Netflix. I'm in film screenings. Uh, you know, every single pro- I'm in. You know, well known and very well known in the independent. But you're not happy. It's but it's a, but what I want is like an agent to get me auditions for the major television shows. I mean, it's hard mm-hmm. to explain if right. someone outside of the business is a very right. complicated business. But 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 what I'm saying is, if if you're running up against the system that won't let you do that, then you've got to develop. Then you've got to go outside of the system. I'm completely outside of the right. system, and I'm completely working all the time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. Yeah. I'm okay. being seen. I'm doing stuff for exposure. I'm going to film festivals. Tons of people know who I am, but it's... One of the things that we on the council think is that um, if you were to... One of the things we're seeing energetically is that you're not feeling good enough about the fact that you're working a lot outside of the system. And that level of disappointment is keeping you from breaking through certain walls sideways, so to speak. Right. You're working, you're working, you're working, you're working outside a system that has blacklisted you, and yet you're working, 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 and yet you don't feel good about it. There's there's a giant blockage there. Pat yourself on the back right now for the amount of work that you've been doing, that you've been able to actually get done considering considering the blockages you face. If you're not feeling if you're not feeling good enough about that amount of work that you're actually doing, then that's a blockage in and of itself. And you don't sound very grateful. Begin working on that avenue and 
other stuff will open up. So it boils down to gratitude. Good. Okay. Well, thank you. Thank you. Okay. Um, so now we're going to move on to, to Jan. So um, Jan says, today I'm focusing on following my bliss. It's my new beginning. Things I'm focusing on are balanced between being work a bee and wealth balanced by assisting my body to work towards optimum health. I'm using joy as my energy surrounding me with harmony and peace as well as compassion, tolerance, and love. I trust in the divine and in the universe. I'm being pulled towards alternative medicine grids, working with crystals and gems and positive mantras. It just all seems so right in the moment. Feeling blessed, I have created a vision board. My question for the council is how to move forward, keeping the stamina going as I focus on these achievements. And as we have spoken to several of the other uh, people uh, during this program, it's about lists. It's about getting more specific. It's about getting some tasks done uh, and getting some momentum. So it it sounds to us like you need to begin making specific task lists and uh, performing those tasks, giving yourself credit for the things you get done. Also, uh, perhaps becoming a little more specific about uh, your message. what would your title be? How would you market that title? Are you a Reiki master? Are you a, do you have any specific certifications? And and then the other thing that we talked about, and this applies to Jan as well as to everybody else in terms of um, keeping your stamina up. We talked about, um, the energies of this year, and you want to talk a little bit about that, Una Aries, just in terms of um, picking your spots and the turbulence of the year ahead? This is going to be a very interesting year in, in that you're going to have to pick your spots about when to really, and, and the, the, the last several of your Earth years have been like this as well. It, when the the, when the turbulence is happening or when the really low sort of depressive uh, energies are happening, it's really not a good time to get things done, and it really is a good time to uh, sort of be content with, uh, with, with sort of treading water. Uh, when people say that they're treading water, it's usually meaning like they're struggling. But there's going to be places in this coming year, first 10 months specifically, that standing still and not losing ground is actually progress. And over the past several of your years, knowing when the peaks or the very high energetic levels where it's impossible to get things done because things are so intense. 
and knowing where the really low levels are. This year, it's going to be a little more difficult to discern those things. Does this make sense? So, yeah, let's talk about, um, you had mentioned there's going to be peaks and valleys um, in terms of, if you look at, like, think of energy as a sine wave. Uh, this, you know, the peaks and then the valleys, the, the crest of the wave and the troughs. And you had mentioned that they're not going to be that far apart. Um, so it's going to be... Meaning the sine wave itself is going to be a lot flatter than it's been. The, 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 the peaks and valleys are, are not going to be so different from the mean. Right. It's a, it's a flatter sine wave rather than, you know, than a pointier one. Right. So I guess, you know, on the on the upside of that, it's not going to be as, it sounds like, as like a roller coaster ride with, you know, these really high energy times where people can't sleep and they feel kind of frenetic and then crash into a low. It's going to be more... Um, more gradual, less abrupt. But I guess on the other end of that spectrum, maybe it's going to be harder to to um, to know where you are on the wave because it is going to be more subtle. But for everyone on this call, it's going to be really important to cut yourself some slack a lot this year. And being willing to do that, everyone... Everyone that we've talked to, this is James, by the way, everyone we've talked to thus far is in the same boat in terms of when you're being non-productive after perhaps a period of being productive, you know, give yourself a break, cut yourself some slack, let yourself have a little downtime, plan your next, you know, plan what you're going to do when it starts to feel right again. And the, the one the one thing you can do during the downtime when it's when it's really really hard to do, and there's going to be some of those spots this year where it's going to be really hard to actually get stuff done. The one thing you can get done when it's hard to actually get stuff done, one thing you can get done is planning. So when you're having downtime, that's a good time to be planning the next energetic burst going to be a bunch of fits and starts this year so during the you know during the during the laws plan when it's time to move move and get as much done as you can but when that wave is done you know uh don't be frantic that you didn't get enough done give yourself credit for the amount of stuff you did get done and i think that's that's the key, you know, gratitude. That's the, that's the mantra for the whole year. Is give yourself, give yourself a some slack. Give yourself a break. When it's time to move and you know it is, move. And when when it starts to be a massive struggle, give yourself a break and plan. Right. Very All good. Right. So. Well, thank you, everybody. <laughs> okay. We've gone over about a half an hour here. So um, thank you, yeah, everybody. Thank you for staying in. Yeah, who's stuck with us. 
Um, so we're going to be back next month um, on the first Monday. It's, it's looking at my calendar here. It's going to be February. It's going to be February 5th. So we'll see you then. Thank you so much. And in the meantime, um, if you want to get a session with James, he is available for private sessions. He can um, do channeling. He can also remove blocks. Um, James, you want to talk a little bit Anyone about that? Anyone who feels really blocked, uh, if their you know system is yeah. my my um my email address is James the Shaman one one eleven James the Shaman eleven at gmail dot com. If you have an issue with uh, you would like to schedule a fifteen minute telephone call or Skype session with me so we can discuss your issue and see if I can help you or see how I can help you, uh, please do that. Excellent. And where's your contact information? Yeah, if you're running up against old programming, um, you can get in touch with me. We can schedule a session. I'm et at liztobin.com. So thanks, everybody. Thank you so much. I'm going to open up the lines, and we'll see you next month. Okay. Good night. Good night, everybody. Bye bye. Okay. Good night. Thank you. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 